Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. I've been traveling, uh, but I'm back again, uh, as is the case. I have the privilege of uh, going uh, to different churches and around the country, sometimes even around the world, uh, teaching at conferences, or in this case, I just got back from uh, Washington, Whidbey Island, just outside of Seattle. I did a pastoral gathering, kind of a, a pastor's community that we that we model here, but I got to get together and just talk about the things of the Lord with a group of pastors, um, which is always, I love, love, love equipping uh, and being equipped, it was mutually encouraged, not just me, um, but I was encouraged by being with the men as well. So it was good. It's good to be back. You know, even if there is a uh, encore presentation, you know, it's still a good show. The Lord uh, is using it, and even an older show will bring encouragement. You know, a lot of times I'll get these encouraging notes about what. God is doing on the radio, like through Abounding Grace, uh, and how the Lord spoke, and how He used His Word, and how powerful it was, uh, and which is all wonderful. But what's airing on the radio right now? Let me see. I'm going to double check. What's airing on Abounding Grace right now was delivered to our church in, let's see what year it was. Um, I taught these Bible studies to the ministry here at Calvary in 2017, so six years, six years old, which is really, to me, it's so cool because whether you're hearing it live for the first time, the Lord's going to use it, or you miss service and you got to go back and listen maybe a week later, God's going to use it, or you're going to hear it on a walk, you know, you take it on a podcast and that's a couple weeks later. Or you're flipping through YouTube and you stumble across a message. You know, who knows? That could be months or years later. Uh, or, you know, like uh, recently uh, in the trip that I took, we stayed at this camp. And by the way, I'm just starting off the show so you guys can give me a call. So fill the phone lines. I'm going to pull my call screen up here. Fill the phone lines. That's what makes the show. But I always like to share. I was at this camp. Uh, it was like a camp on the island there that like a kid's camp, and it was in the middle of it was a lake. So I'd go up in the morning and take a little walk around the lake and pray. And uh, I was listening to Pastor Chuck Smith on my app. I put it in my little pocket. And uh, because it was so quiet out, I didn't put my headphones in. I just put my phone in my pocket and walked around with Pastor Chuck. And I'm listening to Bible studies. He literally delivered 20 years ago, and he's gone home to be with the Lord. And my heart is full. I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. I love 
the Word of God. So, same thing with Calvary Live. It doesn't matter if it's live or delayed or an encore presentation. It's going to be a ministry to your heart. It's going to be a word in due season. It's going to be an encouragement. It's going to be a reminder. It's going to be effective. And the reason why it's going to be effective is because you present yourself to God to be to be built up and to be encouraged. Uh, and God's going to honor that, I promise you, on the authority of scriptures. So welcome again, Calvary Live. I don't have my sheet here. Yeah, I do. Everybody listening on Grace FM and Radio by Grace Network, which is basically 80 stations um, in all sorts of states, welcome. You're listening live. And then our friends Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, and Living Water, you're listening to this one week delayed uh, and really good that we can do this together. Phone lines are filling up already. So good. We're going to head over to Fort Lauderdale, Florida now. Ronnie is on the air. Ronnie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my question is whether or not uh, you think Adam was uh, tempted before Eve arrived. I never thought of that question before. I'm reading it the way the producer put it in, and I'm like, I've never thought of that before. Um, the Bible doesn't say it happened, uh, so we don't know definitively. Um, the devil has no good motives, so if he ever, ever did interact with them, uh, it wouldn't have been for anything good. But I don't know. I never thought about that before. I, what do you think? I, I, <laughs> I think if he... If he tempted the Lord Jesus in the desert, I think mm. he tempted Adam. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, it is that it is an interesting question. You know, if we talk about it out loud, like if we were having coffee together and talk about it out loud, because if there was, let's just we can only speculate here, but let's just say, if there was a temptation that Adam was able to resist, I mean, to me that seems. Like God would want to put that in the scriptures. Like He would want to encourage us by that. He, it wouldn't seem like something that God would prevent us from knowing. Um, but you know, it's all speculation. I, I think it would be encouraging if, um, if that happened. But the Bible doesn't say. Oh well, uh, how about uh, uh, when it, the Bible said that? Adam, Eve was with Adam when she ate of the fruit, uh, ate of the tree. And so um, is that, I mean, just like handing distance that she could hand the fruit right to him after she ate of it? I believe that they're in proximity, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I think, you, Pastor. Let, let me say, Ronnie, though, because you bring up another, another uh, interesting observation from the text, and that is... However, Adam came about, whether the temptation... So, so let, let's back up a little bit here, because this is what you do when you study the scriptures. Like, if, if, you, if, you have, if you have the initial temptation that we have between the serpent and the woman, according to Genesis 3, uh, you have in verse 6, Eve looking and seeing, and she took of its fruit and ate, she also gave, and he ate. So there's really no indication whether he was right standing right next to her or this happened a little bit later. So, but it, to me, it doesn't matter because he fell to the temptation. Let's say 
let's let's say he if he was standing right next to her, then he is falling to the temptation uh, in a real way because he doesn't take authority and say this is ridiculous. We're not doing this, so he doesn't do that. If it was a little bit later or there's some distance, then he definitely falls to the temptation to um, disobey God indirectly through his wife. Uh, And I think uh, to your original question now, did the enemy uh, tempt the, did did the enemy, did Satan tempt Adam? I think we could say yes, uh, at the very least, indirectly, even though we don't have any type of indication that it was directly, because the Bible's clear that the conversation was exclusively with the woman, which seems to indicate that Adam was not near and that there is some distance. But it, he could be close. It, it just doesn't say. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You're doing a great, great job. Thank Thanks you for that time. question. That's a good one. Thank you for calling. Thank, thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're coming back to Colorado. Javier is on the line. Javier, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. You're on the uh, air. Okay. I have a question about the... Um, this was recently brought up in a group that I'm in. It's, they're talking about the second baptism and the receiving of gifts. Okay. And I can't seem to find anything when I look for it in Corinthians. Sure. Uh, I'm, it's 14, 1 through 19. And uh-huh. I know that Paul gets into a big, big detail in there. But I've also cross-checked it in Acts and you know, various other Bible verses. And my issue was that I asked them to be careful with posting something because they shared a video where somebody was trying to share a message, but the presenter broke out in tongues, and I couldn't understand him, and I know that others probably did not. And it kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable, and I, I just started sharing verses, and I think it may have rubbed somebody the wrong way. It might have. I, I think the it's important that we stick to the scriptures as we develop doctrine, as we develop a theology of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And even in the context of this um, sense of, hey, Kevin, can you keep him alive? Because I want to I want to um, have a conversation with him. So if you can bring him back on on the air. Are you are you still there, Javier? Yes, I am. OK, so. I don't like the phrase second baptism uh, because it it seems to imply that there's something uh, additional to water baptism. I would call this a unique baptism, and Jesus defined it as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And where you'll find it mentioned is in Acts chapter 1, where Jesus said that John baptizes with water, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now then not many days from now, you have the day of Pentecost. And Pentecostal, charismatic, and even my point of view, I would call it biblical theology. You can make a very strong case for this experience that you and I can have with the Holy Spirit that Jesus called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he defines what it is in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, this is what's going to happen. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses. You'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. There, There is, I believe, an experience that you and I can have 
with the Holy Spirit that's known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And baptism, we need to take that word for what it means. It doesn't always refer, that Greek word doesn't always refer to what we term water baptism, um, but rather the word baptism is just an English transliteration of the Greek word baptizo, which means to submerge. That's all the word means, to submerge. So when it's being used to describe water baptism, then we believe in full immersion water baptism to be submerged. Just we go to Israel, we stand in the Jordan River, and we submerge people in water, just like uh, following in the footsteps of John and Jesus, so that when the word is, is used now to describe, when, when that word baptizo is applied to the Holy Spirit, now we have that sense of being submerged in the Holy Spirit presence and power, that we have a spatial description of, of a relationship so that we see that it's an empowering work of the Holy Spirit, uh, different than a saving work, right? Because in Ephesians, the saving work of the Holy Spirit is described as coming in us. Uh, here we have something described coming upon us. And I believe there are different relationships that you can have with the Holy Spirit. So question number one, I do believe uh, strongly and teach such in what's known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I've taught on it. If you want, I can email you a link or you can go to the website or our app. And I taught on this. It's so important. Then when you fast forward to the second part of your question, the idea that somebody's teaching and breaks out in tongues, that's improper. That's not a proper use of the gift. I do believe the gift exists, but the Bible does, like you went searching, the Bible does give direction for how that gift's to be used in a public setting, like a YouTube video. I mean, you can't just, or TV or radio, You uh, there needs to be an interpreter. Uh, it needs to be a public interpretation for everybody that's listening. And then in the midst of a Bible study, there's only to be two or three, and then you got to stop using that gift because the Holy Spirit is already active in the teaching of the scriptures He's not going to interrupt himself. He's not the Bible. The Holy Spirit is not confusing. Uh, Holy Spirit is not conflicting. Holy Spirit is not um, un. You know, like uh, I don't know what's the word. Like, like what you experience. Like it's just weird. The Holy Spirit's not weird. God is not weird. He's not the author of confusion. So you were right in telling your friends. Don't be posting that nonsense. It's not biblical. Yeah. Okay. I, I really just needed to hear some clarification on what the receiving of that gift was going to be. And I did understand it as that Holy Spirit would come upon me, but I understood it as I would receive it. And once I had it, that power was with me. And so I, it was hard for me to continue with it because then he showed me what he said was his gift. And I... It's almost I felt like I didn't have the gift to understand it, and it felt really it made me feel uncomfortable. And that's what that that is a natural reaction. It's not an unusual reaction to a something you hear, and you're not quite sure, and it forces you back to the scriptures, like the Bible says, to test all things, hold fast to what is good. There is I like to call it. It's not a biblical term, but like a Holy Spirit alarm. The world likes to say like red flags. It's definitely a red flag when you're hearing a guy that I just don't see any basis for that. 
in the scriptures. And they're like, well, it's a second baptism. And they start making all kinds of things up when you, then you just, you, it's important that we take all of those things and one by one get a Bible answer to that. Therefore, once we have the answers to each of the questions, we can learn how to apply it. Um, and so you weren't very far off, even though it did make you feel uncomfortable. You were very, very close. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Pastor Ed. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. God. 303-690-3000. Listen, you can get our app. I want you to get it. It has everything that we have that almost everything we've produced here in the life of our church. Go to your app store, put my name, Ed Taylor, Ed Taylor, I and you. the app will pop up. And we have had questions over, over time. I can't believe, why would you put your name, associate your name with the church, Pastor? Uh, no, you're not supposed to put your name on your church at all. And I would always answer that. We don't have my name on the church, but we do associate this church with my name because I'm the pastor here. And there are literally thousands of uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of Calvaries. I mean, Calvary chapels, there's over 1,500 Calvary chapels, but only one that I know of right now. And then you add Calvaries and Calvary churches and Assembly of God and Baptists, and there's only one with my name uh, that I know of. There's probably a little more, but that's why we, in the media area, we attach my name so you know this is the Calvary with Ed. It's not the Calvary with Jeff, or it's not the Calvary with David Pierce up north. Or And when you search my name, it makes things so much easier. But we all know, like, we all know it's not my church. This, this is the Lord's church. And I we just get to be under shepherds, all of us pastors. And it's kind of cool to serve the Lord in these last days. Hey, by the way, I see people texting in, but I forgot to mention it. Uh, there is a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. Uh, that's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week line you can use to send prayer requests. Uh, and then during the show, you can send questions. But I notice over the years, people try to use it for all kinds of things, to get a hold of us, to don't do, don't use it that way. We don't use it that way. You got to call the office uh, here at the church or call the church or the radio station uh, main line number. Um, but the text line is ministry only. It's prayer requests and this show. But use it. You can send a prayer request at two in the morning. We're going to pray for you. All right, we're going to come back to Aurora now. Our friend Bianca is on the line. Hey, Bianca, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little tired. I'm, I've got, you know, I just flew in yesterday, late, late, late last night, and uh, I, was, I made it to the show, so I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually have two prayer requests. One of them I did mention with the producer, but the other one I didn't. So which one should I say first? The most important one to you, Bianca. That's what I want to hear first. <laughs> If you're talking about the most important one, it's probably the one I didn't mention. And that's because um, I went to my dentist yesterday because of some aches I'm experiencing in my teeth. I've been going through it for a long time now, and... The doctor determined that I need a root canal, 
And the problem is that normally the insurance I have doesn't really cover root canals on back teeth, but my doctor said that he would submit a request to my insurance anyway, along with a letter explaining why they should approve. And so I need prayer that miraculously my insurance would approve this root canal because otherwise it would be money I don't even have and I really need this root canal. Okay. And my prayer request I did mention with the producer is I'd like a general prayer just for everyone in all those countries that have experienced fires and earthquakes and flooding, because I know it's been in a lot of places, and I know that people there need help, and I'm sure people have been taking advantage of those situations as well, so just pray for all those struggling in those countries. Father, we, I come alongside my sister Bianca with what's deep on her heart right now. She has a need, personally, God, for her insurance to approve uh, this dental work. And uh, dental work can be so so challenging, and she needs it. And so I pray you'd provide it, Lord, and show favor to the person that's going to have the decision-making on the approval process to pay. And I also come alongside of her with the need for her to, um, well, alongside of us, the need for us to um, ask for your help in all of these areas of tragedy and challenge in these areas where uh, it is, um, it is, great pain and great loss. And I, I, I think of one place on my heart with Maui um, in particular uh, in, in a backyard of my friends uh, that is just great, great sorrow and sadness and difficulty and loss. So we pray for you to touch and heal and rebuild and help, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. God bless you, Bianca. Let us know what the what, what happens. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> All right. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We've got open lines. Grab them while you can. Uh, we're going to stay in Colorado here. Uh, Ashley, welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. Hi, Ashley. You're on the air. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. Oh, great. Um, thanks for taking the call. Um, I was calling. My husband and I are actually calling you okay. because a friend of ours um, that we've been here and there in touch for the last, like, 20 years since high school, he's had a pretty hard life. And recently, the last week, he was shot multiple times, and he's in the hospital. Oh, no. And he's still alive. All the okay. things that have happened in his life is already miraculous that he's still here. Um, and we've tried to talk to him about the Lord for, like I said, like 15, 20 years. 
and there's just he just doesn't get it and i'm just hoping that this is what it'll take okay and we're actually on our way to go see him at the hospital we haven't seen him in maybe like two years we saw him on the news reached out to his girlfriend so we're gonna go see him and i would just like prayer for him for healing but more than that, that God would just use us and that the Holy Spirit would speak through my husband and I okay. and that we would be able to just pray over him and that the Lord would soften his heart and that maybe this would be his opportunity to come to the Lord. Okay, Father, we pray right now that you would um, use this uh, really challenging turn of events to bring this man to a saving faith in you, Lord. Um it is. There are times like this, God, where uh, tragedy uh, apprehends and captures attention, and so we pray for that. That tragedy would apprehend um, this man's life, and through this visit and your mercy and your grace, that there would be just a tremendous. Um, there would be a, a tremendous turn of events, God, su- surprising in one end, but on the other end, like. Uh, like we're what we expect. This is what we expect. We we expect you to move, and we expect you to act, and we expect you to answer uh, our prayers. And we we come and like you said, Jesus, we seek and we knock and we ask, and that's our desire. And so, be with my sister and her husband as they invest their time uh, at the hospital, Lord. Um, just use them in a great way. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. It's very much appreciated. To call us back and let us know how it goes, Ashley, would you? Definitely. I for sure will. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I'm sure you guys listening in, like this is, it's, it's probably crisis that got many of your, many of you, it was crisis that got your attention. Uh, definitely for me. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily one big event, although there was one big event. Uh, it was a uh, DUI that uh, I did. I pled guilty to. I, I did do it. That was the beginning. I mean, it was the beginning, but also a culmination of a lot of bad decisions up to that. Uh, and and like almost like I didn't hear God's voice back then, but I can look back. It's like God was saying to me, "What's it going to take, Ed, for you to grow up and take responsibility?" Uh, and, and, and of course I'm sure in the spiritual realm, what's it going to take for you to repent of your sin and what's it going to take for you? But I didn't know that. Uh, but I did know that I was tired of hurting my wife and I was tired of hurting my boy, Eddie, just a little guy, you know, just a little guy, man. He's only four years old. Uh, well, by the time I got saved, he was five years old. Uh, just a little guy, like, uh, and his dad was off the rails and his mom and dad were always, arguing and it was a crisis that got my attention that led to a whole new series of events that God took advantage of in my life providentially we know now the sovereignty of God and the providence of God and how he can take things that were meant for evil if I, even if I did them to myself and he can turn them around for good so that's what we're praying for with this guy um you know he's in the hospital he's he's been shot it's so much so they saw it on the news and then it provoked them. We're going to go see him. We got to go see him. And now we're not just going to see him to comfort, although we will. And we're not just going to see him uh, to be an encouragement, although it will. We want to share the love of Jesus. And I say, yes, yes, yes. Got some open lines. Uh, you know, we're coming up on a break. So 
I don't want to take a call and uh, cut it off in a minute. So uh, I'll just finish out this first half of the program reminding you uh, to be in church this weekend. Um, that's where we belong. Let's be together if you can at, at all possible. If not, you know, make the most out of the online experience or the radio experience. Like, don't turn on the TV. Don't don't make breakfast. Like, focus. If the worship leader asks you to lift your hands, lift your hands. If you say stand, stand. Like we do uh, psalm readings, and so I'll say, open your Bibles. Stand, let's stand, and you should participate, even if you're watching online. And I read the odd number of verses. You read in your front room the even number of verses and participate to the best that you can until you can get back into fellowship because that's the key. You got to be in fellowship. Uh, that that's that's the blessing of being together, uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We've got open lines. A couple open lines. Uh, we got one that's full, and I'll get back to them. But you hear the music. Uh, Hang on for a couple minutes and we'll be right back for the second half of today's program. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the—oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Welcome back to the second half of today's program. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. It is a live program. We're broadcasting live from the studios of Grace FM here in Aurora, Colorado. Grace FM is two stations uh, covering 80, 80% or more of Colorado's population from Cheyenne, Wyoming— all the way down <clears throat> south, uh, past Castle Rock, um, until you pick it up on 101.7. And then that takes you, 101.7 takes you all the way down to Pueblo West. And we're always praying that one station is just going to come to us. We can't find it, so it's got to come to us. A much stronger signal down for you guys in the springs that will also include Pueblo and Canyon City. So just pray, please don't forget about us. And as we begin the program, second half, uh, I always like to let you know that you're listening to Christian radio that is run by a local church that needs your financial support. So whatever station you're listening to, as they announce themselves, as you learn who they are, go to their website and donate. Any amount is great. Large amounts are wonderful. Small amounts are wonderful. It actually all adds up. But give after your tithes and offerings. Go to your church. This would be in the offering section. After you give to your local church, you're then sowing uh, your seed. And don't let the prosperity people rip you off from that. That's what it is. You're sowing to righteousness. You're going to reap everlasting life. It is a good investment uh, that the resources will go to multiply uh, I know Hope FM recently um, strengthened their signal in Atlantic City. Uh, and that how do they do that? With the resources that you gave. Um, when we buy our new station in the Springs or in Canyon City, how will we do that? Because of the donations that you've given. Uh, and we're not like some of the, like K-Love, you know, they're massive multi-million dollar corporations. We're churches. So if you like the Bible studies, you you like this live program, you want it to continue for everyone else, you want it to be an outreach, you want lives to be saved, this is a great way to do that. 
Um, so gracefm.com, um, radiobygrace.com, hopefm.net, truthfm.net, higherrockradio.org, or ksgr.org. And again, just listen after the program. You'll get the call letters and your, you know, the, the station has to identify itself. And then just write it down uh, and go to the website and give financially. Set up something automatic. Uh, the Lord will bless it and it'll be used. 303-690-3000. Daniel in Denver. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, Daniel, you're on there. Oh, thank you. Um, so I just kind of got two questions for you. The first one was when the Holy Spirit <laughs> came upon the disciples, you know, Pentecost, before that, Jesus breathed on him and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So at that point in time, you know, it doesn't say later or nothing. There's no more to it. But what is going on in that situation? I believe that's the, that is the salvation experience that you and I experience when we receive the Holy Spirit. They're, they're still walking in the old covenant with Jesus up until that point where they're living by faith. They're living by sacrifice. They celebrated the Passover with him. And Jesus is giving them a sneak peek of what everyone else is going to experience in the new covenant. What I believe they're experiencing with Jesus in that moment is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because it's the same people that he tells to wait in Jerusalem for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They already have the Holy Spirit. That's why I believe it helps to give evidence that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a distinct work from salvation. Yes, and, and and I agree with that. So that leads into this part here. I just you know, and and I, I don't like to. I'm 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 not a troublemaker at church. You know, I don't want to want to tell somebody something. You know, we do have an older crowd that, you know, I'm think maybe kind of Pentecostalish, not really, but you know, it's not a Pentecostal church. But they like to pray in tongues, and they like to take people in rooms by themselves and pray a bunch of tongues on them. And, and it bugs me, and it's like you know, this, you guys ain't healing nothing right now, you know. And you're praying in tongues, and these these are kids that don't understand what you're doing, and it makes me a little bit upset. But I just want to know, I, I, like, if I say something that 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 that, that is appropriate to tell somebody, hey, don't be doing that, you know. If you're not, if you're gonna pray in tongues, you need somebody to interpret. If you're gonna just pray in tongues for no reason because we're standing here, we're praying in English that we cannot all understand, and you decide you're gonna do tongues. I don't, you know, is there, is there a point of interest that you that you know? What would your take on that be? A couple, there's a couple angles that you need to consider on this. First of all, the appropriate conversation. If you're gonna let's let, let's say you want to have 20 conversations, but you can only pick one, right? There's 20 different people and 20 different situations, and you feel like you have to answer all of them, but you only get to pick one. Who do you think would be the most important conversation, the person to have this conversation with? Who do you think? Yeah, I, I guess I should just be praying. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. I, I'll tell you what I think. The leader of the church, you sh- that's the most important conversation, the pastor who's allowing oh, this. Yeah. I think the pastor is the one teaching it, allowing it, approving of it, and he's the one that your energy and efforts would be most spent on because you, as you're trying to communicate to the body, which is your prerogative as a believer, for sure. I'm not saying it's not. However, it will be interpreted a little bit divisive if you don't talk to the pastor first. 
um, because you know you're like turning them against their pastor. And they, if the pastor believes this is okay, then guess what? Guess where that leaves you? Yeah, it leaves you needing to look for another church. Yeah, it's better not to cause division over something that really. I agree with your point of view, the way you describe it. I agree with you biblically. That's not the proper use of the gift. Uh, it's not the proper use uh, within the body, uh, and it needs to be addressed. However, if you go after all twenty people, it's gonna you're gonna be viewed as divisive and troublemaker. When the best way to do is, Pastor, this is what I see. This is what I experience. This is what the Bible says. What do you say? And he goes, Well, son, this is how it's always been. How it's always gonna be. And um, you should just get along with the program and speak some tongues right now. And you're like, Yeah, I don't think so, bro. Um, that that's not. I'm sorry, Pastor, but I, I can't be under your leadership because I just don't agree with it. I think you're a brother. I love you. Uh, I know this is a secondary doctrine, but like, if that's what you're going to allow, I need to be in a church that teaches me the Bible and and doesn't allow things that the Bible strictly forbids. Yeah, and and thank you for that. Um, also, the pastor of our church. So I, I'm not going to name the church pastor, but we could. Could you pray for him real quick? I He's can. been under attack yeah. for like a month straight. I mean, from I the straight, it's just the worst, worst attacks that come from the pits of hell that have come to his door, and he's handling it well. And uh, he, I just love the guy, and if you could pray for him, I'd appreciate it. We'll just say his name's Jeff. Okay, let's do that. Lord, we pray for this pastor. You know who he is, uh, and I know that you have a plan working out in his life, even through these trials. And and here we are on a secondary thing, Lord, that we do have biblical opinion on, and we do want to apply it in a way that is biblical. But Lord, it just, we, we, we get to these places where we need your help um, because we don't want to be divisive and we don't want to cause trouble, but we do desire to worship in a way that doesn't stumble us and maybe stumble others. So I pray for the situation, but also, God, for the pastor, he needs encouragement. Um, pastors, a lot of my pastor friends have been uh, experiencing really interesting and unusual warfare, and I pray for this brother in particular, especially if a conversation's coming up um, about this, that you prepare him for it, Lord, and he'd be ready to shepherd the flock of God that's among him in the strength and power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Pastor. Have a good day. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000. Got an open line. Take it for what it is. Where are we? New Jersey. Going ahead and back. East Coast. Amanda, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm doing well, Amanda. So I'm just trying to figure out. I was raised Catholic, and that was a huge stumbling block for me in and of itself up until a few years ago. So my question, I'm trying to see if God says that he's a jealous God and you're not to pray to anybody but him, and you're not supposed to have any engraven images of anything that's made on heaven, earth, wood, or anywhere. And the Catholic Church has statues of Mary and Jesus, and they have you praying the rosary to all these saints and everything that's God plus. So if they are assembling blocks to people and they are contradicting because I thought it was God contradicting himself, but it's not, it's the church. Yeah. Are these like, that's punishable by God. Are Catholic 
people, even though they believe in Jesus, are they going to go to hell for what they're doing? Well, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of questions that you're asking that that overlap. Um, we'll take the harder one first, and that is: Are Roman Catholics going to hell? Uh, and the good news uh, for anyone that desires to follow Jesus is that the criteria for salvation is a faith in Jesus Christ. And I do believe that anyone that has a, a true, real faith in Jesus Christ is going to be in the presence of of the Lord. However, just like in our church here in Aurora or the Roman Catholic Church or the Lutheran Church or the Presbyterian Church, uh, there are believers in our church and unbelievers. Um, there are people that say they're believers and aren't believers. There are people that think because they're in a church building that that's automatic salvation. And so it's not just the Roman Catholics that uh, the Roman Catholic Church that has this problem, every real ch- every real church has this problem, um, that it's filled with real believers and, and unbelievers. And I believe a real believer in Roman Catholicism will eventually leave Roman Catholicism because they will believe the Bible. And this leads to your second question, and not man-made religion. And you couldn't have said it best in the sense that using of graven images and not even accurate graven images within Roman Catholicism is is both unbiblical and man-made, and it's to be rejected. Um, in addition, um, the prayer to Mary or to any of the dead saints before is strictly forbidden in the scriptures, and it's to be rejected. So anyone that is following that blindly, I have concerns about. I can't speak directly to their salvation because everyone's growing in their understanding of Jesus, everyone's growing in their sanctification. However, when you begin to read the Bible and you read, you get to Deuteronomy, uh, or not before you even get to Deuteronomy, you get to Exodus chapter 20, and you look at the Ten Commandments, all of us, and I don't want to single out Roman Catholicism in particular, but all of us have to take what the Bible says and match it to our behavior. And if our behavior doesn't match, I don't even care if a church told us to do it, it doesn't matter. Or a priest told us to do it. I mean, there are many, many false activities that are man-made religion taught through Roman Catholicism. And I believe a real, true, bona fide, born-again believer will leave the Roman Catholic Church because it is so riddled with unbiblical, ungodly, um, false teaching, false behavior, false worship. Uh, and the list could go on and on on the falsehoods, but you just mentioned a couple of them. Well, it, it does. The other caller that called in a little bit ago that had said that they were feeling like their family member was using the fact that they they feel like God contradicts himself or the Bible is contradicting, and that they think that that might be an excuse. For me, it wasn't an excuse. It was a full-on stumbling block because I didn't understand how or why if God says don't do it and church is supposed to be where he wants us to be, why we were doing it. But apparently it's just the church. It's not, if you read the Bible, God's very clear. He, he never contradicts himself. It's, it's humans that contradict God. That's true. And I would just say, because it is a startling question, and the answer could be startling, but anyone listening that's attached to the Roman Catholic Church, I would encourage you to 
examine the Bible and be honest with the Bible. It will be hard. I, I guarantee you it will be hard to measure the catechism or the teachings of Roman Catholicism with the Bible. It's going to be hard because you're going to bump up against some pretty obvious ones. And then what will you do? Um, don't be don't be easily offended or upset or even argumentative um, because all the arguments will have to come from a place of, well, I was taught this or that's tradition or tradition says this or Pope XYZ said this, which are not valid arguments. And I will, you know, do my best to not do that either. It's like, well, Protestantism says this or no, here's what the Bible says. This is what you're doing. Again, like the crucifix in and of itself, having Jesus portrayed on a cross, it's not accurate. It's not an accurate representation. Uh, even of what is being attempted, it's not accurate because the Bible says that Jesus was unrecognizable on the cross. So the crucifixes of today uh, both have Jesus hanging on the cross, which he's not there anymore, but he's recognizable. And that just one small little thing that says, man, you could say, well, it's just a decoration. Well, then make it accurate, make it an accurate decoration. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, is that over the years um, within Roman Catholicism, it could also be in churches, all sorts of churches, you adopt unbiblical approaches to our relationship with God that actually take people away from God and not toward him. And let me just make it abundantly clear. The Bible forbids you to pray to Mary. Let me make that abundantly clear. You, you can't cut that any other way. It, you, you pray, you have, the, I'll just give you one verse, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. That's it. You don't pray to Mary. It's forbidden. It's idolatry. And it should be stopped immediately. It took me a long time before I realized, and as I said, it's something that kept me out of church. But, you know, I've been praying for a long time for God to open my eyes and take the blinders off and help me see and understand. And I have read the Bible. I started with the New Testament, then the Old Testament, and then I've read it, you know, front to back. And you learn different things every time you open it. And... I try to read every day, but I'm very clear on I am no longer having any attempt to try to be religious because religion to me is a stumbling block. It might not be that way for everyone, but if anybody, if any, any one place is going against what God says, it's unacceptable to me. I'm, I'm, I sin. I try not to, but if I know God says don't, I'm doing everything I can to not go against what he says. I, I don't need anybody assisting me in getting into trouble. I agree, and I, I believe that that's a, a good addition to our conversation here because when we talk about these things, it could be uh, assumed by others that we're trying to communicate this from a place of perfection, like we've got it right and we always do everything right. But that's not true. We're continually growing, the Bible says. It's the 
theological word sanctification, that God is changing us and molding us and shaping us so that even after 30 years of walking with the Lord, we could still hold to some false thought or some false action that the Holy Spirit brings to the forefront. And when he does bring it to the forefront, we have a responsibility to respond. And if after the Holy Spirit brings something to our attention and we refuse to repent or avoid it, then we are fully responsible for it and the consequences. And for anybody interested in comparing what the Bible has to say with the man-made traditions of Roman Catholicism or Romanism, there is a book I recommend. It's called Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics. Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics by Ron Rhodes. He does a very fair, equitable, kind, thorough, and exact uh, dealing of these things, um, taking into account the humanity of the situation, but also not jeopardizing or minimizing the truth of God's Word. And and I, I know it can be controversial we talk about such things, but it shouldn't be. We should all want the truth. It doesn't matter. It, we should all want the truth. If you said, Ed, you, what you hold to is a false teaching, well, let's look at it. Um, I am not threatened by that. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I need to change. I don't need to argue. We'll just let the Bible be our final, not tradition. That's what got this Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Judaizers in trouble. Tradition, Jesus said as much. I mean, this is the scripture that pops into my mind uh, where Jesus is condemning this sort of thing. I mean, while he's alive, Roman, Roman Catholicism doesn't even, doesn't even exist yet. And Jesus is already condemning it uh, in theory, uh, where he is teaching. Let me get to it here in Matthew. He talked about, uh, and again, he's quoting, it's Mark chapter 7 in verse 7. He's quoting, uh, I think he's quoting Isaiah. And he says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teachings as doctrines, the commandments of men. And that's what we're dealing with. For show. It's, it's all for show. It's not, they're not doing what God wants. They're just doing patterns. And we would not be immune from this. So we can't, again, we can't stand and say, we got it right, they got it wrong. Although we can talk about false teachings and we can say, God, we never want to live this out in our lives. We do not want to worship you empty and have a bunch of man-made things and live by the man-made things instead of having the real relationship with you. So thanks for calling. Bless you out there in New Jersey. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Where are we? Coming back to Colorado. Aurora, hometown. Gloria, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're on hey, the air. How's it going? It's going great. We're on the air, so we can't be silent. We got to keep talking. Okay, good. Um, I wanted to know this. I wanted to know if a person is filled with filled with the Spirit of God, and they truly believe that they have been and is there. Um, how come that person is not totally um, healed or totally kept from getting diseases like cancer and stuff of that nature? Yeah, that's a great question. Can you can you clarify for me why you're asking? What's your thought behind this question? Well, 
I know some, you know, just for myself. Um, now I don't have any disease or anything like that. And I get the, like the common cold or the flu or whatever the case may be. Yes. Um, and I'm just asking for myself. And then I know others who have been filled with the spirit. But I'll give you an example. Like my husband, he was filled with the spirit and he got cancer, but yes. he was cured of it. You know, good, they, good. they got the cancer in time and everything. And he has been, you know, okay for in remission now yes. for uh, more than five years. So it's a yes. blessing that um, God has healed him of that. But, but that's just my question. And I just something yeah. that, that has been on my mind for the last week or so. I'm going to get, so let me, we're going to run out of time and it's going to take me a little bit of time. So I don't want to run out of time because I want you to keep talking with me. So I'm going to give you an easy answer and then I'll start to explain it. But let me give you the easy answer first and then you tell me what you think. Okay. Can you do that for me? The reason why believers that are filled with the Holy Spirit and are saved and are assured of eternity and will live forever with Jesus Christ, the reason why they get sick and the reason why they die is one word. It's a one word answer. Do you know what that one word is? Are you referring to sin? I am. Because we're all born, we're all born into sin with sinful bodies. And every single one of us will die of our last sickness because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And all of us will experience physical death as a pain and a penalty of sin. Jesus came to redeem us from sin, but his redemption was not a lifetime of, uh, uh, not an eternity of life in this physical mortal body, but rather an eternity in our new immortal bodies in a new existence with him. So the short answer is sin. Does that, does, does that help you? Because I think maybe along the way, you may have come in contact with some teaching and false teaching that seem to imply that if you have enough faith and you're filled with the spirit, you'll never get sick. And it's just not real. It's just not accurate teaching. It's just not true. Um, you know, the person that's telling you that, the person that's teaching you that, they're wearing glasses, they got a fake hip, you know, they got fake hair because <laughs> our bodies are wasting away like we're. We are the outward man is perishing, the Bible says, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. And your husband's cancer wasn't a result of his lack of faith or, you know, his poor, some kind of punishment from God. You and I, we live in a sinful world and we're going to experience the difficulties of sin. And some of the difficulties of sin include sickness and death agree with that but i know no one is not teaching that i just that came to me probably within the last week or so and that's something that's just on my mind that's a great question um, yeah and i've never met you but i'm in service you know on saturday so good you need to come up and say hi i will (laughs) okay do that i'd love to meet you and pray with you and be encouraged by you okay thank you sister thank you so much for that i really appreciate it Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, great questions today. Thank you guys so much for calling, and I'm so glad that my flight got me back in time to do the show. Originally, my trip plan itinerary uh, wasn't going to get me back, and I was okay with that, but I was able to switch some things up and get back uh, to be with you. I love doing this show. 
Um, grateful to be on the air with you. And again, sometimes it's an encore, but don't be so dismissive of the encores because even the guys on the east, guys and gals on the east coast, are hearing one week delayed, and the Holy Spirit's using it. Like this is a powerful time of ministry uh, that the Lord is doing and wanting to do. Uh, that the the Holy Spirit can use the program whenever you are, um, whenever you're listening. So be sure to tell somebody about this radio station that you're listening to. That is the number one way um, that people hear this and know, learn about the radio station, that we don't have marketing budgets. We don't do a lot of marketing. Uh, and I'm talking for every station this show is on. Just this church that's praying and telling people about it. I know we we, we print T-shirts. That's our main way, Grace FM. We put thousands of t-shirts throughout the community but even with thousands of t-shirts and bumper stickers the number one way is not those t-shirts or stickers it's people it says hey man you got to listen to this program you got to listen to this station it'll really bless you it'll really encourage you and again because roman catholicism was a topic today pick up this book Uh, and if you're really genuinely wanting to compare uh, what the Bible has to say with Roman Catholicism, this is an essential resource. I'm looking at it right here on my shelf. I have it on my computer now, but on my shelf, Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics, Ron Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. Uh, and Denise had a quick prayer request in Georgia. Uh, her family's struggling. Lord, I just pray for Denise. You know the details surrounding the challenges she's facing and on top of being a law enforcement author, officer and on and on the list goes, Lord, encourage her, strengthen her and bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. You hear the music. God bless you guys. Be in church this weekend. I know the Lord's going to use it to encourage you and strengthen you uh, that he might uh, build you up in the most holy faith. And again, support local Christian radio financially. The Lord will bless that and multiply it. God bless you guys. Have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.